Today is a crossover episode with Ethan Smith of Locked on Pirates as we preview the four-game NL Central Division matchup between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the St. Louis Cardinals, which begins tonight at Bush Stadium. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals and Pirates fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. You can follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals and Locked On Pirates your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Also on YouTube, like, subscribe, and comment so you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. So the Cardinals and the Pirates are set to face each other for the next four days and to give us a little insight into uh, what's going on with the Pittsburgh Pirates so far this season. We want to welcome in Ethan Smith from Locked On Pirates. Ethan, how's our, how are things, my friend? Uh, well, they were great until O'Neill Cruz's ankle and fibula decided they wanted to just snap in half. But um, uh, Sebi Zavala is now a public enemy number one in Pittsburgh for quite some time after he said, they'll forget about it in a few days. Well, Sebi Zavala, I haven't forgotten about it, even <laughs> though we're heading to St. Louis for four games. And what feels really weird, by the way, J.D., with this new schedule is it's like usually you start the season, it's division series, division series, division series, division series, and then you move on. Now it's like, oh, wait, this is only the second division series of the year for Pittsburgh. This is real. It feels weird. It really does. Yeah, uh, same for the Cardinals. They uh, got to play Milwaukee uh, in Milwaukee last week, and this will only be the second division series uh, for us as well, uh, facing the Pirates. Who, now, the Cardinals have won two straight. Let, let's set this up real quick. Cardinals have won two in a row, so they're starting to feel a little bit better about themselves because just a couple of days ago, they had the worst record in the National League. Uh, they're now 5-7, and seven, while the Pirates have surprised a lot of people with their solid start to the year. Uh, Pirates currently at 7-5. and five. So far, what is the biggest reason for the Pirates' early success here in 2023? They've found different ways to win different games. Now, I know that's like kind of like probably like, oh, that's anybody could say that. But there's been games where like with Johan Oviedo, who you guys will see in this series, uh, mm -hmm. we all remember that trade last year for Jose Quintana. He pitched seven scoreless innings a few days ago on Sunday. I know I say a few days ago, it's Thursday, but he pitched seven scoreless against a very good Chicago White Sox team. They win that game one to nothing. You scroll back a little bit farther than that, maybe two days before that, they went 13 to nine against the Chicago White Sox because the offense all of a sudden just came out of nowhere. So they've proven early in the year that this is a team that can win in different ways. They have a good mix of veterans. They have a good mix of young guys. They have a good mixture of that going right now. The bullpen has not been terrible, but you are starting to see some of the cracks the last couple of days, albeit against Houston, who just won the World Series last year. So I didn't put a lot of stock into that. But at the end of the day, this team has a resiliency about it. They have kind of a grit about themselves. And with O'Neill Cruz going down, I think that they're kind of stepping up in a certain way to where they're saying, hey, one of our best guys is out. Other guys need to step up. It's just a matter of time before we see who those guys are 
that are going to step up. And I imagine it's the same way for St. Louis because uh, I'm going to just say the elephant in the room because I already know it's going to happen. You guys seem to always break records against us. You always do. <laughs> and there's a certain somebody that goes by the name of Jordan Walker who, if he gets a base hit tonight at Bush Stadium or Bushfield, I forget which one it's called sometimes. Stadium. You got it right. Bush that. Stadium, Bushfield. <laughs> hey, it's a beer company. If Jordan Walker gets a hit tonight, he breaks the record for the most consecutive hits in a major league debut. I would bet that it happens. <laughs> I, I, as a Pirates fan, I've seen everything that this Cardinals team can do to this franchise, and I would bet that it happens. So, again, I'll ask you the same question, too. What has been the recipe for the success, albeit that you said you had the worst record in the National League not too many days ago, but there has to be some success going on. What have the Cardinals been doing? I mean, I haven't really paid attention too much outside of the fact that I know the pitching has kind of been a mess, but yeah. that lineup one through nine is – Scary, dude. <laughs> uh, well, uh, as you mentioned, the starting pitching ha- has been a problem. Uh, they haven't been able to go very far in games. They've only got one quality start so far, and that was by the guy that you guys will face tonight in Jordan Montgomery, who uh, just dazzled against the Brewers last weekend. So uh, he looked really, really good. That's been an issue. Uh, they've been falling behind early and having to play catch-up. And this team is is built to win games Six five seven six type of that, but when the offense does get shut down, they're going to lose because uh, that's the strongest part of this team. They've had a, a very good bullpen outside of uh, guys like Jordan Hicks, uh, Andre Palante. Have had some ugly numbers so far this year, some very crooked numbers. Outside of that, their ERA is at like one point four one so far out of everybody else in the bullpen. They've been fantastic. So the idea and the the blueprint, which I call it for for Cardinals victories this year, has been. Starting pitchers have to give up three or four runs a game. Expect that to happen. Your offense has to be better than that with the bullpen coming in to limit the damage, and that's how you're going to win ball games. And when the starting pitching gives up six, seven, eight runs, it's a problem. Most offenses in baseball aren't going to be able to overcome that. And uh, the offense kind of it struggled a little bit. Maybe it woke up a bit in Coors Field, which is always nice. You know, when you can play there, that that seems to be a nice uh, place to make uh, offenses feel better. But we'll see what happens when they get back to Bush the, in the next four days because that's a, a pitcher's ballpark. That's not a hitter's ballpark. So uh, we'll see if they can continue the momentum that they gained in Colorado uh, over the last two wins and uh, bring it up against the Pirates for the next four days. Uh, you mentioned some of the guys that are doing really well for you that have had to step up in the absence of O'Neill Cruz. One of those guys who's been there the whole time, how long he's going to be there, we're not entirely sure. Uh, they're still trying to figure that out. But outfielder Brian Reynolds has been red hot out of the gate. How are you guys feeling about Brian? Do you think he stays a pirate? Are you, are you confident in that? Because it seems like they've gotten closer rather than farther apart since, you know, the the, the stories we heard in the offseason. Yeah, so right before opening day against Cincinnati, it felt like they were on the one-yard line, and it was quoted as, don't pull a Russell Wilson here, If we uh, for all my football fans who remember that Super Bowl against the Patriots with the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> when he threw an interception on the one-yard Run line. the ball! <laughs> yeah, and um, there have been a reports even today that have said, yeah, this has gotten very quiet, but I've said this a lot of times. If it's quiet, that's a good thing. Cardinals fans who may not know, this is, yes, this is the best thing that I could say here about Brian Reynolds. Um, if you want to know the kind of guy that Brian Reynolds is, search up Brian Reynolds' interview. 
just it could be any interview, any post game that he has ever done. He is the most down to earth guy. He does not care. He has the most boring monotone voice you will ever hear in your life. That's what he is. He prefers contract negotiations like this to be quiet. Also to speak on the agency that he is under, they have used the idea of a trade request. And I put quotations on that. If you're watching on YouTube, because they want the emphasis to be on, we want to get this done now. And with the O'Neill Cruz injury, it makes it a little interesting because now it's like, okay, the way they started the year, let's say two months from now they're in the same position, two games over 500 with a weaker NL Central where there's the idea of making a run. Things get a little interesting if you have O'Neill Cruz there. But now that they don't, they're probably not expecting to win much now, and I don't think they really expected to win much anyway. So it's one of those things, too, that the Pirates historically don't do contract negotiations in season. Is it something that I think is going to get done and he stays in Pittsburgh? Yes, he has expressed that he wants to be here. I mean, on opening day at PNC last Friday, he said these are the best fans in the world and I don't want to play for anybody else. So he wants to play here. It's just a matter of the logistics that are going to get done, to which I'll say – and this is going to be contract talk, so if it bores you, I apologize. The contract that came out from the uh, from the Brian Reynolds camp that said he wanted an opt-out after a certain time would make absolutely no sense for the Pirates to sign considering they extended him to 2025 last year. So why would you ex- extend him again to where he has an opt-out after 2026? Mm-hmm. So you're basically extending him for another year while also paying him a hundred and something million dollars over the course of the contract if he does stay. So that's kind of been the lock that they've been on is where the opt-out would come in or if there would be an opt-out at all. But as for right now, he's one of the best players in the National League and in baseball right now in, in terms of how he's playing, J.D. So I'm not really worried about contracts, but on the other side of it, I wish I could just enjoy it and know that he's going to be here for the next six years. Yeah, and uh, the Cardinals went through something kind of similar as far as the opt-outs went with Nolan Arenado, who decided this past offseason, he's like, I'm not opting out, we're cool. Even though we all thought he was not doing it, but there mm-hmm. was still that chance because you saw the crazy contracts that were going out, and you're like, oh gosh, is he? maybe he does. And uh, he decided to stick around. And uh, just as a baseball fan, I, I want to see guys like Brian Reynolds stay mm-hmm. on teams and in cities like Pittsburgh. Like, I, I don't want to see them get pilfered and taken and end up on one of the big market teams like i, I enjoy the balance uh when a lot of teams are good <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't need to see him go to a to a major market and uh just become a guy on one of their teams like i i, I like him in pittsburgh and personally i just i hope it gets done and I, I hope he sticks around there for a long time uh because we enjoy watching him play and i, I like that he's in the nl central just so i can see him play more i think it's yes. uh, I think it's good for the game, and I think it's good for uh, for baseball altogether. Uh, we're going to talk more about O'Neill Cruz. I want to get into the injury there for people who may not be familiar with what happened to O'Neill, and we're also going to get into some pitching matchups for this series between the Pirates and the Cardinals. We'll do that next on Locked On Cardinals. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around, not later on down the road. Just add your ride to my garage, and then you look for that green check to know that the part will fit or you get your money back. So that's an uh, awesome guarantee. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Once again, we're doing a crossover episode with Ethan Smith from Locked On Pirates as the uh, Pirates and the, uh, the Cardinals set to begin a four-game set or series. I had this uh, talk with the wife yesterday. Do you like calling when it's four games? Do you like calling them a series or a set? It, it just really depends. I just consider them all a series, but <laughs> a four-game set, I hear people say it, and I think it makes a little more sense because, like, when you think of a baseball series, you're thinking more of three games. Like, there's a yeah. defined winner there. Yeah, an odd these, number of games. Yeah, and these four-gamers, it's a little different because you're not always getting a winner. It's like, yeah. oh, they split the series. Okay, where's game five? It's like, <laughs> exactly. especially with the shirt you see I have on about to enter the NBA playoff scenario, obviously with seven games. Yeah. It's like if you're 2-2 two, two at the end of that, you got a three-game series after that. Like it's the three-game yeah. series after that. So either or is fine, but I also consider every single series in a season a series, but I'm not against calling it a set, if that makes <laughs> sense. Well, I feel better because I, that's exactly how I explained it to her. So I was like, I'm, I'm sure there's a real answer to this, but here's how I personally feel on it. So I'm glad we got that out of the way. All right. So, Ethan, let's talk injuries, man. Teams deal with different injuries throughout the year. Uh, the hope is that you don't lose one of your best players. And if you do lose him, you hope that it's not a significant injury that will put them on the shelf for a long time. And unfortunately for the Pirates and for baseball fans, O'Neill Cruz had a devastating injury and will be gone for quite some time. Uh, for fans who aren't familiar with this on the Cardinal side of things, what happened to O'Neill Cruz uh, in this play at the plate? So runners on first and third, nobody out against the White Sox. He runs on contact. Um, I don't think he expected the play to come home, even though it was an infield hit. He like just ran immediately on contact. And for those that do not know, O'Neill Cruz is a very fast guy for six foot seven. Yes, and he just his foot just got caught in the dirt. This is what I said about it immediately. It was not Sebi Zavala's fault. It was not O'Neill Cruz's fault. It was nobody's fault. It was a tragic baseball play that could happen at any given point. Now, when Sebi Zavala decided that he wanted to look down on O'Neill Cruz and call him explicitives after you could kind of noticeably tell that he was hurt, that's where that public enemy number one thing came in. And the fact that he also said that, yeah, as you see here on YouTube, um, and after he said that people would forget about this after a couple days, well, O'Neill Cruz had surgery that night and is out for the next four months. So I don't think he's forgetting about it for a couple days. And I don't think the Pittsburgh pirates are forgetting about it either. Now, when you look at the farm system that the pirates have Tuca Peter Marcano, Nick Gonzalez, Leo Piguero are all guys that could come up here. But right now, G1 Bay just hit a walk-off home run against the Houston Astros two days ago. And Rodolfo Castro are manning that for now. Mark Mathias, who was from the Texas Rangers, they picked him up off of waivers. He's the backup infielder right now. They're not going to make up for O'Neill Cruz's production, but so far they've done mostly okay. The only thing that you're really worried about is defense at that shortstop position. It's the most important defensive position on the diamond. And O'Neill Cruz 
albeit is not the greatest defender in the world, but he has a rocket arm that can get the ball to first. that will figure it out uh, eventually. It, it's a it's an unfortunate situation, but at the end of the day, these kind of things happen, and good baseball teams figure out a way to circumvent them until he comes back. So we'll see if the Pirates can figure that out. That's really all it is at this point. You have a guy in – you have a guy like Brian Reynolds in the lineup too, and another guy like Andrew McCutcheon that is going to travel to Bush Stadium for the first time as a Pittsburgh Pirate in almost five years who's gotten off to a hot start this year as well. So you just hope that the offense could survive for four months. I know four months is a long time to think about for an offense surviving without the production of O'Neill Cruz, but the Pirates have viable major league options that they can bring up at any given time if they really need to rather than the last couple of years where they were playing Josh Van Meter and Will Craig. So if you had to put it in Cardinals terms, this is for the, the Cardinal fans, losing O'Neill Cruz on a Pirates team is like losing who on the Cardinals team? I know it's kind of early, but Jordan Walker. I mean, okay. the kid is like, I mean, that's kind of your O'Neill Cruz comparison right now. I know Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt are great players, but Losing them, I think, would matter more than losing O'Neill Cruz because I still would think Brian Reynolds is the best player on this team. But with a guy like Jordan Walker, who I mentioned earlier, is on a 12-game hit streak to start his career, if he was to go down with an injury, I mean, that just kills all of his momentum. And that was where O'Neill Cruz was. He hits the home run off Hunter Green on opening day. He does good things in the field. He's doing good things on the base pass, all that good stuff. And it just kind of just stalled immediately as soon as that happened. And now when he comes back in four months, it's almost going to be like a reopening day for him when he comes back. And I do want to reiterate, by the way, that his expected return is in four months, not when he's going to start rehabbing. So I know that's kind of been like one of those things that's kind of gotten lost in translation. He'll probably be rehabbing in like rehab starts Three months from now, they'll give him probably a good month or so at that like triple A or double A level or whatever, however they want to do it. But he's expected to be back in four months, not starting rehab in four months. But if I had to make a comparison for Cardinals fans, yeah, I'd say it'd be Jordan Walker just because one, he's kicking off his career. This was supposed to be O'Neill Cruz's first full season as a Pittsburgh Pirate expecting the same thing for Jordan Walker. And you want that kid to keep the momentum going for himself that he has right now. And realistically, I could see those two kind of being the the clashing of the NL Central for quite some time alongside Ellie De La Cruz in Cincinnati and then mm. some other guys amongst the division as well in Chicago and Milwaukee that will eventually make strides as well. Uh, let's roll into some of the pitching matchups that are, are going to happen over the next four days. Tonight, uh, Vince Velasquez will be going up against Jordan Montgomery. Uh, what can the Cardinals expect from Velasquez? I mean, they've seen him. He's a, he's a veteran. He's been around the league for a little while now. Uh, how, how's he been looking uh, wearing the Pittsburgh uniform this year? Uh, in his first couple starts, I mean, you look at the uh, you can look at the ERAs all you want this early in the year. They're inflated ERAs. We all know that. It's been a couple starts. Um, of course, he started the last game. He started two and two thirds, five earned runs, only one strikeout and four walks. Um, other than that, I mean, he's given up eight earned runs across two of his starts, has more walks and strikeouts. If you attack him early, you're going to get to him. But Vince Velasquez, he has to bring things down in the zone. You're going to see a lot of stuff on the top of the zone that you don't want to see. And, that's all I really have to say about it. I mean, he's a veteran arm that the Pirates went out and bought in free agency. They wanted to bring him in. I 
labeled him more as a bullpen guy eventually, but with JT Brubaker just having Tommy John surgery yesterday, that whole idea has been all the, over the place now. So we'll have to wait until some of these minor league guys are ready for that to become a thing. But if he can bring things down in the zone, in the lower part of the zone, different story on Vince Velasquez. But so far through his first couple starts, he's been elevating things and opposing hitters have been elevating his pitches alongside that. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, uh, as I mentioned earlier, just came off a, a fantastic game uh, against the Brewers where he threw seven shutout innings, uh, gave up three earned runs against the Blue Jays, which is a, a very good offense as well. So he's so far, uh, <laughs> he's been the one starting pitcher in the Cardinals rotation that has looked good like the whole time, like in his first two starts. Everybody else has struggled in some way, shape or form. Uh, how do the Pirates match up against left handed pitchers? Uh, well, you're not going to probably see G-Man Choi, even though we did on Tuesday against um, Framber Valdez. Uh, but you're probably not going to get G-Wan Bay in there because he struggled against Nick Lodolo in the second game of the year. Yeah, that was the second game of the year where he struggled mightily against left-handed pitching. And you have guys like Jack Sawinski, Kanan Smith, and Jigba that are also left-handed hitters. You're probably just not going to really see those guys much tonight. I would expect a heavy right uh, righty lineup. I would expect Carlos Santana to probably play first base with his switch hitting so that he'll bat from the uh, right side rather than the left side. Obviously, Brian Reynolds is a switch hitter. You'll see him. Um, matching up against left-handed pitching is a little weird just because it's been a issue within the system for a while that all of the guys that are ready to come up are left-handed hitters. Mm -hmm. So Connor Joe is a guy that I think could have a decent night tonight against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals if he starts. Now, this is going to look real dumb if he's not in the starting lineup, but I would expect him to be <laughs> since he's a right-handed hitter. Um, but then you have guys like Andrew McCutcheon, who notoriously have been great against left-handed pitching. Um, who else do you have in there? Mark Mathias might actually get a start tonight because Rodolfo Castro doesn't do well against left-handed pitching. So it just really depends on what the Pirates want to do with their lineup construction. I mean, I already have my over-under on different lineups the Pirates are going to have this year, and I, my over-under was 101.5. So I think right now, especially with Cruz being hurt, that over will hit eventually. But it just really depends on what kind of lefty they're seeing. I mean, Montgomery, you know what you're getting from him so far. He's looked good so far. If the offense doesn't show up, it doesn't really matter what side of the, like what side he's pitching from. On the Cardinal side of things, uh, facing Velasquez, a um, couple of guys have had some decent numbers against him so far. Paul Goldschmidt, who usually hits everybody, so yeah, he hits everybody. So yeah. that uh, he's hitting three fifty-seven off of him and uh, fourteen at bats. But uh, the number that really popped out to me was what Tyler O'Neill has done against Velasquez. Only four at-bats, but he's got two home runs and four RBIs against him. Uh, it is three for four in his career against Velasquez. So um, Tyler just hit another home run uh, against Colorado, his first since opening day. So maybe somebody to watch tonight in that lineup that uh, might be able to jump on, like you said, get a, get on uh, Velasquez early is kind of – kind of the game plan for for teams when they're going up against him. All right, uh, we'll come back to do some more of these uh, pitching matchups here in just a moment because uh, we've got three more games after tonight to talk about, and we'll give you guys our uh, picks to click for this series. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around 80 bucks a month on subscriptions. That's it. That's all they think they spend, but they actually spend closer to $200. And if you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need rocket money. 
Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they completely forget about, that they're just wasting money on. Rocket Money will click quickly and easily. Find your subscriptions for you and for any that you don't want to pay anymore. You just hit the cancel button and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that simple. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses so that you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash MLB. rocketmoney.com slash MLB. And if you're feeling uh, a little bit hungry today, looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and the calories, then you need to try the uh, best tasting protein bar that I've ever had. You got to try this. They're built bars. If you're like me and you want the healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise with taste, then look no further than built bars. Or you can go built puffs, or you can go both if you want to. It's up to you. They're healthy and they taste amazing because they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, which is my favorite. They got cookies and cream, all sorts of different flavors. Go to built.com, check them all out for yourself. Only 130 calories, four grams of sugar but a whopping 17 grams of protein. So if you're trying to build muscle, protein, obviously the key to that, these are perfect for you. And now you don't need to wait to get a box. If you want to pick them up in person, you can do that by going to your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors still at Built.com. But if you need them like today, you run out and you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot to order some. Head to your nearest Walmart. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can also pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. Go Sam's Club if you need to go bigger. 13-bar box with our hip flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank us later. But give a, give a Built.com a, a whirl. Go check it out online. See all the flavors. See all the options. And grab your Built Bars today. Crossover episode once again. We've got uh, my buddy Ethan Smith from Locked On Pirates. I'm JD from Locked On Cardinals. Um, let's talk more about these pitching matchups here today because it looks like you guys are going to be throwing all right-handers according to the yes. schedule, which uh, isn't always the best news for the Cardinals who hit lefties much better. Uh, tomorrow, a familiar face. You talked about him earlier. Johan Oviedo will be taking on Jake Woodford on Saturday. How has Oviedo fit into the Pittsburgh plans because with the Cardinals, they weren't sure if they were going to make him a starter. He was going to be a reliever. How's he working out for you guys? Well, and I think the Pirates had the same question until that JT Brubaker injury happened is we looked at him as a guy that we didn't know if he was going to be starting at the major league level or not, or if he was going to be a long reliever or a starter. But now with this JT Brubaker news where he goes down with the uh, Tommy John surgery for quite some time, They viewed him as a starter, and he's done quite well. I mean, he gave up five runs against the Boston Red Sox in the first inning of the first game of that series, but the Pirates honed down, get him back in the game, uh, especially tying the game immediately. And if you take that out, I mean, his ERA is probably below a one. I mean, he didn't do too bad there after that. I'll actually scroll real quick to find that for you real quick because in his last start, he pitched six and two-thirds against the White Sox of scoreless baseball. And the Red Sox, after that first inning in that game, only had one run in the sixth inning, and I believe Oviedo was gone by then. So he actually did not allow 
a run outside of that first inning. So he is not allowed to run outside of one inning of work in the first inning at Fenway Park a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, he's done very good things for himself. He looks poised. He look, I mean, also, he looks completely different with a hat on versus without a hat on. I didn't realize he had all that hair. <laughs> um, but he looks really good. I mean, he just goes out, he attacks hitters immediately, and if he gets hit around, he doesn't let it phase him. And I think that trade has worked out well for the Pirates in terms of finding a starter. Uh, um, I mean, Quintana, of course, leaves St. Louis to go to the Mets, but I believe he's still on the injured list right now yeah. with some looming injuries. So it really just depends. And then, of course, Malcolm Nunez still at the lower levels of the system in Double A right now getting his feet under him as far as that trade is concerned. How's uh, Oviedo's control been? Because that was the real issue when he was with the Cardinals because he's got great stuff. Like, it wasn't that he didn't have great stuff. It was the fact that he couldn't find the strike zone a lot of times and it would get him into trouble. Well, in that uh, scoreless outing against the White Sox, 5Ks, no walks. That was the big thing for me as well uh, whenever they picked him up. And then, of course, in the uh, Red Sox outing, which was his uh, first outing, I believe he had four walks and four strikeouts. So nine uh, nine Ks, four walks right now through two starts. So kind of still there, kind of not. But eventually he's going to figure it out, I think. He's just too talented, I believe, to not figure it out. Now, does he profile as a starter long term? I think that's a big question. Uh, we'll see how the Pirates eventually deal with that with the likes of Mike Burrows, Quinn Priester, Osvaldo Beto, and other guys knocking on the door and Luis Ortiz. So we'll see what they decide to do with him long-term, but short-term right now, he's profiled as a pretty good uh, starter. Uh, for Saturday and Sunday, Rowanzi Contreras against Steven Matz and then Mitch Keller against Miles Michaelis. Uh, Contreras, we've seen him before with Pittsburgh. Um, what are your thoughts on that matchup as he takes on, as you guys face another left-hander in Steven Matz? Uh, he had a bad start his last time. Uh, against the Astros obviously he was a world baseball classic guy so I think he's still getting kind of used to the pitch clock and some of the mannerisms that he's going to have to change a little bit but I would expect him to bounce back there I'm not saying he's going to have like a crazy start but I would expect him to not have a similar start to what he did in his last outing Mitch Keller of course has taken an upward tick on his trajectory in his whole career former top 100 prospect in all of baseball, had those first few years where especially the Cardinals would beat him around a lot. He's looked a lot better. His fastball looks a lot better. His secondary pitches are just finally starting to get to that level that we've expected. And I would be talking extension with him pretty soon because you do not want him to price himself out of Pittsburgh because he would, if he goes on the trajectory he's on now throughout the rest of the season, you're talking about an 18 to $20 million guy as a starting pitcher. All right. Um, picks to click this weekend. Who outside? You can't pick Brian Reynolds, Ethan. It's not fair. We all know you got to watch him. Who yeah. else on the on the Pirates roster do you think uh, is set up to have uh, some good success against uh, St. Louis over these next four games? Well, facing two lefties in four games, I think, is going to benefit Andrew McCutcheon a lot. And he's had a great start to the year. He's hitting over 300. He's getting on base like all the time. I think he actually is in the top five in Major League Baseball and walks right now. Uh, I would expect him to have a big series, especially considering 
all of the past that he's had with St. Louis. I think it'll be kind of a revenge series for him a little bit. So I would pick Andrew McCutcheon. If I had to pick uh, pick somebody else, it would be Connor Joe. I think he's had a good start to the year as well. Facing two lefties means he'll probably get a lot more looks this series also, rather than Jiwon Bay, who would have been my original pick before I realized we were facing two lefties. So I would say Andrew McCutcheon, but a honorable mention would be Connor Joe. All right. Well, for the Pirates fans, uh, a guy outside of, you know, Goldie and Arenado, who clearly, again, just like Brian Reynolds, you always have to keep your eyes on. Uh, Nolan Gorman has been a guy that um, is surprising so many people. Not me. I had his back all last year, even when he was striking out all the time. But he still offers that, that crazy, crazy power that he has from the left side of the plate. And uh, I, I was hoping he would get better this year, and he absolutely has uh, done that. Totally different hitter this year. Totally different approach. Uh, he's willing to take the ball to the opposite field. He's laying off the high stuff. He's still going to have his strikeouts. That's just part of him. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he's popping the ball over the wall, hit two home runs, two go-ahead home runs in the last two games against Colorado to kind of spark those victories. He's got four bombs on the year, 10 RBIs, and he's hitting three thirteen. The 313 part is the area where nobody expected that. Most people thought he'd be one of those 220, 230 type of hitters. Uh, So far this year, he has not had that issue. Uh, He's not striking out nearly as much. He's actually being patient and walking. So uh, give me some Nolan Gorman, considering it's going to be all four right-handers, according to the schedule. Uh, And he's the the left-handed power hitter that uh, you're going to have to keep your eye on. Uh, Another guy that's uh, also a left-handed swinger. And if uh, they're they're not – hitting if the right-handed guys aren't hitting in the outfield uh alec burleson is is a guy that uh, might be able to do some damage this weekend as well uh has had a pretty decent start to the season he's hitting 300 with a home run and three rbis he's not getting as many starts he's only been in uh, eight games so far but he's a guy that they like his game and uh when he has been making outs He's hitting the ball hard still. They just happen to be going right at some people. So yeah. he's had a, a little bit of tough luck. But those are a couple of names that outside of the big guys that uh, Pirates fans might want to keep an eye on. So looking forward to the to the weekend and uh, looking forward to these next four games. This is uh, going to be – it's a big momentum thing for both franchises right now. Uh, if you come in and take two of four from St. Louis, I would say Cardinal fans are going to be upset about that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean – Pirates are seven and five, and I think the goal going into this week, especially after the cruise injury, was to leave this week above five hundred. So that would be the goal. Um, they could still do that and leave the week at five hundred with one win in St. Louis. But I do think this is a prove it series for them. Hey, you've had a great start. Go into St. Louis and show that you're not just some like fluky hot start team. Like show yeah. that in the NL Central, they're a team to me- like mess with this year. And I think that's what the Pirates are going to try to do this weekend. All right. Well, once again, thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals and Locked On Pirates your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You can win your league by listening to Matt and Dom. All sorts of insights uh, every day. They bring you the best fantasy baseball knowledge possible. Ethan, do you do the fantasy baseball? I assume you do because you're you don't. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I thought you were a straight up nerd like me on that level where you would do fantasy baseball as well. 
I used to. I just can't keep up with it. <laughs> I, it it's like I can't keep up with trying to figure out, oh, is this guy going to be the fourth starter in his rotation? And is this guy going to be the second starter in his rotation so that I always get him in a pitching match? It, I just can't keep up with it. <laughs> well, if you are a fantasy baseball guy, make sure you find Locked on Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Pirates and Cardinals tonight at Bush Stadium. Jordan Montgomery looking to go 3-0 and on the season against Vince Velasquez for Pittsburgh. First pitch will be at 645 St. Louis time. Ethan, tell everybody uh, where they need to go to uh, follow you on uh, Twitter and wherever you else you are on social media. Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan and at Locked on Pirates. And as far as the show goes, you can find it wherever you find JD's show on YouTube, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your Cardinals and Pirates every day. All right. Well, I appreciate you stopping in, Ethan, and uh, good luck to your boys in the series, okay? Yes, sir. All right. If you guys haven't already, please follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like, subscribe on YouTube. You guys are the best fans of baseball for a reason. We'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.